Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right, that's Tom, I'm Tom, and with us as always is Tom. It's the all-time show. Oh yeah. That's right. Celebrate. Wait a minute, this is not what we agreed upon. Eric, get the music. This is not what we talked about, that's not the song we're using. Eric, roll the real song. No, no. The show must go on, Tom. No. It's not the time. We're not celebrating. It's it's the Tom show. Cut the music. Play my music, man. I hate producing for you guys. These are my jams. Come on. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's time. I'm Mike. And as you can tell, I'm having a good relationship today. So, yes, it will be the Tom show. Tom's going to be driving force today. God help us all. Oh, yeah. That's the Tom show. I know. This is a Democratic. I run a Democratic show here. You want to start with baseball? We can start with baseball. Let's do it up. All right. This week, we bring you the uh, the picks for the NL West? Yes. The NL West. It's not the Nolbert West. I have a lot of trouble remembering what teams are in what uh, divisions in baseball. Well, the NL West is my division all because right. it's got the Diamondbacks in it. So you'll, uh, but I have not researched at all. <laughs> Eric's picking the Diamondbacks. Well, yeah, obviously. Honestly, though, they do look like they have some potential this year, but I do say that every year because they honestly do every year look like they might have some potential. They put together um, a good team I just on don't paper. Know, I just don't know what their competition I haven't researched the rest of the league. So I have no idea what they're up against in the NL West. So that's uh, why I'm, I'm actually hoping to learn something today from you, Tom. So the Dodgers and Giants well, both made the playoffs <laughs> last year. So you're, uh, is that my first mistake? <laughs> you're looking to the wrong places to learn things. But this is the show about sports, TM. Yeah. Well, TM pending. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's the Tom show. So yeah. So there's no actual sports being talked about. Anyway, on to actual sports. The L West. Oh no, the NL West. Sorry. Uh, in our beginning, we have the San Diego Padres. Uh, they were 68-94 last season. <laughs> they were woeful. That seems bad. Yeah. Um, they are managed, I guess, by Andy Green. Managed, quote-unquote. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is, uh, it was his first season <clears throat> managing them. He is 68-94 and in his career. 
he might have a, a better chance of lasting more than two years than any manager the Diamondbacks ever pick up, though. Oh, Since no, they no, no, no. tend he, to only give him, like, oh, you, you didn't make the championship in two years? Guess what? We're replacing you because somehow it's all your fault. I think Chip Hale's on, like, a sec- or third year. Uh, well, he's 148 and 176, so. Yeah, he's had a little bit longer. Unless they, unless they <laughs> replace him before the beginning of the season. Yeah. Which isn't out of the question, but I hope not. I want, I want them to give him a chance. <laughs> right. So what's going on out in San Diego? Uh, San Diego, uh, they haven't really added a whole lot. Pedro Avila is re- the only thing they really added that yeah. could help them. Um, they did lose John Jay, Derek Norris, Alexi Amarista, and Tyson Ross. Uh, so there goes some of their uh, capabilities there. Uh, Will Myers, Yangervis, Solarte, and Julius Chasen are all returning. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be much better. No, I wouldn't expect them to. I mean... Two or three games at the most. I don't think they're going to... I think they might be worse. I, I, I view them kind of as a 100-loss team right now. I mean, it, well, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They lost 94 last year, and if a couple more games don't go their way, they're in even seriouser trouble. <laughs> yes. Um, the serious rest of trouble. I mean, it's just, it's the same thing every year. You forget the Padres are even a team. Yeah, we saw them a couple of years ago, back before they got super bad. But, um, yeah, I don't, like, I don't see any way for them to pick up any ground on the top teams in the division. Like, beyond just getting better by themselves, like, they're not going to get good enough to catch the top two teams, so. Right, but I don't think anybody expects them to catch the top two teams. No. I really think this division will remain largely the same. Uh, yeah, when I was putting this together, I kind of felt the same way. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the Padres and their poor aspects. Uh, poor aspects? Yeah. Do they not lift? Too, n- obviously not, or they'd be better at baseball. <coughs> Moving on to Eric's Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, last season they were 69 and 93. <laughs> 93. Better than the Padres. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just. Woo-hoo. Hang your hat on that. Uh Chip Hale returns as the, well, presumably returns as the manager. We won't know until the first pitch is thrown. Because and they, even then, it's no guarantee that he'll be the manager at the end of the season either because right. they're not above changing in the middle of the season. Look, sometimes that you can get away with that. Sometimes you can't. I don't think that you really can in baseball. I don't think that you should, but unless it's something like egregious, if it's something that they did very, very wrong that needs to be addressed. And I'm I'm not talking about like off the field stuff. Like obviously that's a whole nother story altogether, but I'm talking about like just completely disregarding their player safety or, um, you know, making it quite obvious that they didn't even care whether they won or lost. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe time for a change in the middle of the season if it's obvious that they are not even putting the effort in. Well, yeah, I mean... There are there are certain things where you do have to make a change, uh, but I will point out that it did work in basketball last year with the Cavs firing Blatt and hiring Tyrone Lue. Yeah, um, but not unheard of in sports. I think there have been a few Stanley Cup champions that have done that as well. Yeah, and will uh, didn't the Devils reach the finals a year they fired a coach? Chances are good because the last what the the series against the Kings. No, no, uh, that. Uh, they had fired their coach midseason the year before oh, okay. when they were woeful, gotcha. like terrible bad. Um, but, no, the chances are good that it might have happened at some point because the Devils did fire coaches at the drop of a helmet. Right. Um, but 
It it wasn't the uh, the 2012 season. Gotcha. So what did the Diamondbacks done this offseason? Uh, let's see. They added Cattell Marte, Taiwan Walker, Fernando Rodney, Jeff Mathis, and Chris Ionetta. So they added a lot of parts. Uh, two but, of them are catchers and two of them are pitchers, though. Well, they need pitching. And uh, they had a lot more holes than that. Um, that whole sentence sounded so dirty with the pitchers and the catchers and the holes. Yep. Yeah, well... <laughs> Done on purpose. <laughs> we like to run a family-friendly show here. Do you know how families are built? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like that. <laughs> anyway, they uh, they lost Wellington Castilla. Which explains the two catchers. Yeah, because he's, like, as good as two catchers. He's as good as those two catchers. Yeah. Uh, Zach Granke, Yasmany Thomas, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, and A.J. Miller are all returning. I'm really glad they were able to to hang on to to Goldie. He, I want them to build a good team around him. Yeah, he deserves to to get some success. It does suck then that he his might want to go somewhere else. <laughs> it does suck that his name always comes up in trade rumors. Like, well, yeah, because he's one of those guys who would fit in just about anywhere. Right, he's one of those guys who probably could big left-handed first baseman fits in everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of those guys who who is is good and. Um, would would be a team player too he's not the kind of guy who brings a bunch of ego to it so you know you're not worried about bringing a superstar in who's going to try to take over the team or or be mad that they're not the the franchise guy because somebody else already is or something like that like so i'm not surprised his name comes up a lot i am surprised that they've managed to keep it from happening for so long right and i'm glad for it because I, i like seeing him play and i like seeing him play for my diamondbacks but um i really would like to to see them give him some success around him so that he's not the only player on the team doing well right have they picked uh jerseys for this season yet or they have um from what i understand i haven't actually seen pictures of them yet i, I understand it was uh, just some small changes from last year's uniforms because last year they did the whole overhaul a uh, lot of changes and there was some blowback on certain things the the pants uh people were complaining about i guess there was the like, bloody there was a gradient uh they, there was like a gradient design that went up the leg but only went up part the way the design and because it was red people thought it looked like they were bleeding into their pants or something i don't know i saw the pictures of the uniforms before they actually wore them and i thought man that looks all right i don't i mean they didn't look great on the field i didn't i'm I, i've honestly been upset with their uniforms ever since they changed colors because yeah, no, i don't winter. think we need another baseball team with red as the color and you don't look Arizona, all of your teams don't need to match colors. Yeah, the Suns have no intention of changing their colors. They're yeah. going to be purple and gold forever. Well, they're the only team. Purple and that, orange, sorry. Uh, they're the only team that caused themselves the Phoenix something or other. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, everything else is. They've all, with the exception of the Diamondbacks, I think they've all been either the Phoenix and Arizona at some point. Arizona, the Diamondbacks have always just been the Arizona Diamondbacks. They were never yeah. the Phoenix Diamondbacks. But the Phoenix Suns are still the Phoenix Suns. But I believe I can't remember if they ever were the Arizona Suns. I don't think I don't think, I don't they think were. so. They were. But I know the Cardinals have been the Phoenix Cardinals and the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, I believe the Coyotes have have vacillated back and forth as well between being the, the Phoenix Coyotes and the Arizona uh, the, Coyotes. The Coyotes switched like two years. Years ago. Well, they'll they be the Seattle Coyotes soon. When, when they were no longer playing in Phoenix and were instead playing in Glendale, which is still part of the Phoenix metro area, but is not technically Phoenix. Well, well the Pistons call themselves the Detroit Pistons, and let me tell you, Auburn Hills is nowhere near Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is rectified this next season, so. It does happen from time to time, but uh, yeah, the 
Phoenix Suns do play in Phoenix. Actually, that kind of cracked me up. Uh, so Tom and I and David went to the Mavericks-Pistons game the, uh, the Tuesday night, something like that, Wednesday. Wednesday night. And the announcer, you know, Detroit, let me hear you get loud. It's going to be awfully difficult. Detroit's <laughs> about 40 minutes down the road. Like, do you have a microphone outside to, to hear if they are, in fact, getting loud for you? Detroit's a little ways down Hold on, the road. I got road. a friend in Detroit. Let me call him. Yeah. Hey, uh, are you guys getting loud out there? This announcer guy told Detroit to get loud. I want to know if it's happening. I want to. I do need to do the research on it. I think uh, when the Pistons move downtown, it'll be the fir- first time in a few decades that all four major sports are in Detroit proper. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. If true. If true. Anyway, I, I expect the Diamondbacks to maybe get a little bit better. They're still going to be outside of wild card contention. Yeah, I think they're still going to be below 500, unfortunately. I'm picking them right now to go to the World Series. You do that. I'm just I'm calling it right now, so that way, just in case it happens, <laughs> I can be like, see, guys, I knew something. All, All right. right, take 50 bucks, put it on on Bovada right now. What's that? Put it on, put it in Vegas, man. Oh. 50 bucks right now. I don't know about 50, and that seems kind of high. Check it out. What is it? Bo- is it B-O-V-A-D-A? Bovada.com? Yeah. Let's see what we got. And let's see what the odds are if I were to, to bet on the Diamondbacks. Can you bet on them just going to the World Series? I didn't say they'd win it. No. I just said they'd go. I'm hedging my bet a little bit. You have to bet on them winning it. Uh, which, let's see here. I mean. Sprots. By the way, uh, Bovada.lv, not a sponsor of the show, so um, go there or not. That's up to you. Yeah. We're not suggesting that you do because... We're not even suggesting that you bet on sports. Gambling is illegal in most places. But it's legal in Nevada, and this evidently goes through Nevada or whatever country. It's probably Latvia or something like that because the .lv is not specific to Las Vegas. <laughs> it's probably going through like Latvia or something. Uh, 2017 World Series, odds to win. Oh, there we go. Oh, shit. It's way down the list. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, there we go. Woo! Click on it. 10,000 to 1. Um, Place a dollar bet on it. Let's see here. Um, oh, why is that? I didn't those click are, on that. Those okay. are so really if, I were to, if I were to put $50 on that, I could win $5,000 if I put a $50 bet on there. You'd if be I put stupid a $5 bet, I could still win 500 Right, but there's a thing about throwing your money away and how you shouldn't do it. What about 2000? That's. Let's see how long how does it take. Oh, I have to log in. I have to join. Ah, yeah. that's too much work. Who it's has too much lo- work. <laughs> and do I have to pay in Bitcoin or something? No, I think it's all regular money. I've played around in there before. But, uh, so, yeah, uh, Las Vegas agrees <coughs> the Diamondbacks are a long shot. Yes. All right. So, moving on to number three. Yes, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they were 75 and 87. Last year, there was a lot of bad baseball in this division, wasn't there? Oh yeah. It's it. Uh, Walt Weiss is is their manager. Uh, they they added the likes of Ian Desmond, Greg Holland, Alexi Arm- Amarista, and Chris Denorfia, um, Carlos Gonzalez, Noah Ar- Arenado, and DJ LeMahieu all return. They did lose Jorge De La Rosa, Nick Hundley, and Ryan Rayburn. Yeah. So there are some losses, some some additions. Um, I don't know that they necessarily addressed their losses with their additions. Um, they could have some some issues going through the season. I expect them to be about the same. Like I don't expect a lot of movement from any of these uh, NLS teams, uh, save for maybe one of them. Maybe one. Yeah, maybe one. But we'll get to that. Well, but if later. if. 
if one of them moves, another one is going to have to move. No, they could have the same basic win total the other one moved. I know, but they're going to have to I move mean. down the standings. Well, I understand that, but I'm talking about, like, you know, wins and losses, <clears throat> plus or five, you know, plus or minus five on each side. So The Colorado Rockies, when they... Uh, when they broke their field by putting that new fence up, they also broke their, their hot rookie. They were hitting all the home runs, and they put that fence up. And, and They're still hitting all the home runs. I, I don't know. I don't know why they put it up. They had a thing, being a hitter's ballpark, being the hitter's ballpark. Yeah, but it's not great for their pitchers. Oh, boo-hoo. Their pitchers suck anyway. Well, you don't know that because their, their, their pitch pitchers suck because of the field the... Is, is always the pitcher's contention, of course. They don't believe that uh, they actually suck. They're like, no, it's the field. It's it's this <laughs> air. This air is so thin, the ball just travels forever. Um, it might travel a little further. I don't think that it's actually been proven that it makes such a big difference. I think it's all but it, it's more mental than well, anything. No, here's what you have to look at. You have to look at how many balls die out on the warning track every single year throughout Major League Baseball. In Colorado, they're getting those extra four feet. Mm-hmm. So it does make a large difference. I mean, in baseball, you're talking about thousands of balls that are dying on the warning track every single year. In Colorado, they're not dying on the warning track. They're making it over the fence. So it, it, there is enough of an impact that it actually it is true about it. Now, yes, they're not traveling for miles more than what they were, but they're going to take those extra six, seven feet and get past the warning track and over the wall. That makes sense. <laughs> but I really don't think that uh, they should have raised the fence. No. I think you designed your bed, now you lay in it. Right. Well, and if you look at football, too, the longest field goals in NFL history, each time it's been broken, it's either been indoors or in Denver every single time. I imagine if they keep playing games in Mexico City, that will become the new site of the longest field goal because it is, uh, I believe, a mile higher than Denver. They just need to put... It's the two-mile-high city. Yes. They just need to put... Uh, 2.6-kilometer-high city. Because it's in it, Mexico. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Mexico. They so. just need to schedule the Ravens down there. Justin Tucker will do it with no problem. Yeah, I guess. Um, I know that it's probably going to end up being a, a Raiders thing that they play down there yeah. every year. Um, hell, they might move down there if they don't get the Las Vegas deal. Right. But, yeah, it's it's uh, the Rockies are going to stay the same. Yeah. On to the one team that I think will make a move. The San Francisco Giants. Uh, they were 87 and 75 last year. Ooh, ooh. Sorry. There's two teams on this list I have to boo. Right. Just out of, it's a contractual. Oh. So the remaining two teams are the teams that Chicago went through to get to the World Series. Um, let's see. They added uh, the likes of Mike Melanson and Nick Hundley. Um, Solid backup catcher in Hundley. I think it's an underrated move. Yeah, and Melanson is one of the best closers in baseball. Definitely. So getting him on, on your team is always a good move. Um, they lost, though, a, a hefty list. Uh, Gregor Blanco, Javier Lopez, Angel Pagan, Sergio Romo, and Chris Heston. Romo I don't think is a loss, to be completely like. I watched him blow so many saves for them. I don't think Still, he's that big of a loss. I mean, you get into these long, drawn-out, you know, each pitcher pitches two outs type games, and you're going to miss having that extra arm, good or not. But they replaced him with Melanson. That's the thing. Romo was the closer. They replaced him with Melanson. They got better. And Pagan was getting pushed out by Denard Span anyway, so. So you don't think it was that big of a thing? I really don't. I think they're going to be largely the same team, and I think Melanson is plus six wins or, you know, 
Probably. He's, uh, you know, he was always great for the Pirates. I was sad when we traded him away. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Samarja is going to have a better year than he had last year for them. And I think, uh, oh my goodness, Johnny Cueto is uh, is going to contend for the Cy Young this year. Yeah, they do They do return Johnny Cueto, Buster Posey, Hunter Pence, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Madison Bumgarner, and Denard Span. Yeah. So they're not really... <laughs> Gardner. Yeah, thank you. There's not a lot of uh, movement there. Um, obviously, Cueto's going to be just another piece in their already tremendous rotation. Right. Uh, um, I think they get to... 93-94 wins this year. Do you think it's enough to overtake Los Angeles? Uh, I don't know. Considering LA's key additions were Sergio Romo. Yep. The Dodgers were 91-71 and 71 last year. Uh, Dave Roberts is their manager. What's his career record? 91-72. and 72. That's right. He managed a game, I believe, for San Diego two years ago. So, yes, it's, uh, it's his uh, second season as as the manager obviously took him all the way to the nlcs last year yeah and i mean they can go farther if they really put their hearts into it um i don't want to sound biased but like as we go through this like i don't see it none of these teams make me think that they're going to challenge chicago this year i think chicago's challenges might come from uh within the division yeah i think uh, the cardinals are going to be right back at it yeah well we'll get to them in a few weeks yeah um let's see the uh dodgers did lose josh reddick jesse chavez and howie kendrick um howie kendrick they dumped him for darren ruff and another player who got a minor league invite and then they released darren ruff so they got nothing pretty much that was dumb yeah they got some young guys coming up though so it kind of makes sense dumping salary and getting them yeah, I mean, they do return uh, Clayton Kershaw, Adrian Gonzalez, Kenley Jansen, Justin Turner, Rich Hill, and Chase Udley. Those are all, you know, big pieces of, of that team. And for some reason, Yasiel Puig. Well, double boo. I loved him his first year, and then I don't know what happened. If he can control his temper, he can be a useful type of player. Yeah. Um, I don't, So it's time to make the picks. Uh, what did David have to add? Uh, well, let me uh, bring it up here right quick. He was messaging us this uh, this morning, uh, late last okay. night, I've early this Eric morning. Yeah, if Eric wants to go ahead and be the voice of David. <laughs> All right, so what he said is, there are just eight teams in the MLB that I've yet to see. Four are in the NL West. When uh, Mike over here asked me who I thought would win in the West, I went with the Mets before remembering that they're in the East. <laughs> For some reason, this is a forgettable division to me. All right, whatever, gosh. It's my division. <laughs> Single tier. Um, <laughs> says, I'm not a numerologist, so I don't believe the Giants will miss the playoffs because it's 2017. They'll probably miss them for some other reason. I really look forward to October when I'm proven a moron by saying the division winner is a toss-up. Um, he said that's it for the NL West. That's really all he's got. And he's got some uh, uh, information about the uh, Diamondbacks' uh, uniforms here. He says, I don't care what the Diamondbacks are wearing, bloody feet, neon teal, neon teal piping, actual snakes, it won't matter. I think it will matter. I think if they went out there wearing actual snakes, they would win 99% of their games. Can you imagine trying to, like, would you slide into second when the second baseman's standing there, not with the ball in his glove, but just covered in snakes? No. 
Well, how no, do you know? you're not stealing second when the second baseman's covered in snakes, and you're not staying close enough to first to not get picked off but how do you when know the first baseman's snakes, covered in snakes. Well, how do you know that the snakes won't turn on the second baseman? He could just be lying dead halfway between first and second. The snakes will take over. The snakes will animate the body, and it'll be as if he's playing. Snakes. No, I think I say actual snakes is the way to go here. Um, and the Padres uniforms, digital camouflage, practically invisible, like their presence on the field. Now that I can agree with Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he did not make a definitive choice on who he thinks is going to win the division. No, no. honestly, I despite sounded that, like he was kind of going for the Giants, not doing it. So I guess he's probably, probably the picking Dodgers. the Dodgers, which yeah. boo on all that. Because we were supposed to give... Even if it's just our inference of his not saying right. it. Because we were supposed to give our thoughts and pick a winner. That's our thing. I didn't miss a message, did I? My thoughts are that there's not going to be a lot of change in this division. The Dodgers are are going to win it again. Yeah. Maybe by three or four games. I think despite the numerous losses on the Giants' side, um, I think the positives outweigh the negatives as far as all that goes, and I do expect them to overtake the Dodgers. Um, and I expect, it, I expect it to be tight. I expect uh last three games of the season we still don't know who's winning this division between the Giants and the Dodgers, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the Giants to uh, so, to take the division. So you think both team, neither team is going to get worse? No, no. I don't think either team gets worse, uh, and I do believe that the Dodgers then— well, So you think, you think that the Giants have at least five more wins in them than yeah. they did last year? Yes, I do. But the, the question is, how many more wins do the Dodgers have? I, think, I expect the Dodgers to be largely the same. Uh, think about the guys that they lost. Josh Reddick, I mean, he came in halfway through the year, so it's not that big of a loss for them. You know, Howie Kendrick, they gave him away for nothing, so he wasn't going to be in the plans anyway. They were down for a lot of the season, though. I mean, they had struggles, and we were all shocked when they were having those struggles. Do you yeah. think they have more of those this year? Or? No, I think it's a more balanced year that brings them out to the same result. Okay, so no highs and lows, just a nice even middle? Right. All right, so, so I'm 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 picking the Giants. Uh, I mean, you're on the Dodgers, yeah. and it looks like uh, David's probably on the Dodgers too. If he's saying the Giants aren't going to win it, um, I am picking the Dodgers as a wild card team, though. I do I do believe they will still well, make yeah. the playoffs. I, I I figure both both of those teams will make the playoffs. Yeah. Regardless, uh, there's not a lot of wild card competition from the other divisions, right? Honestly. And I'll take the completely biased and uninformed Diamondbacks for. Uh, I was gonna say you had an out. You had an out. You nope. said they no. You, do it. <laughs> you had an out. You said they were gonna make the World Series. They could have done that from a wild card position. They, nope. I'm saying they're taking the division. I'm saying it because oh, okay. because I'm not a uh, official uh, sports radio host guy. I don't have to uh, be unbiased. <laughs> I'm just the producer. I can be biased. Oh, all right then. You uh, you do that. Um, moving on. <laughs> What else you got from baseball? Anything else from baseball? No, not a- really. Any other thought? No. Do you? Uh, no, never. This is the Tom Show. This is the Tom Show. This is the um, most apathetic show we've ever done. Listen, I pay attention to my teams mostly. Um, I don't know much about baseball outside of, of the Pirates. Um, I slapped together a, a little bit for, for each of the divisions, but it's nothing in depth. Um, so we're going to move on to hockey. Because that's the next thing. Um, that's the next thing on the list that we didn't make. <laughs> yeah, the standings are are getting wild in in the in the East. It's it's just kind of out of control. Uh, Toronto right now holds the second wild card spot, which is really the only one up for grabs. Um, but there are uh, let's see one two three four five six teams within five points of it, and 
it's getting to the point of the season where those teams are going to be playing each other exclusively because the scheduling in the NHL was sort of messed up this year. I, I don't like this bye week that they're doing. Neither do I. Just give them an extended week off around the All-Star game. Yeah. <coughs> Everyone in the league is off at the same time. It's called the All-Star break. Give them an actual break. But no, the, uh, the last portion of the season here, you know, the last quarter of it is going to be very interesting um and actually even detroit is only seven points out of that last wild card spot they're no longer the worst team in the league however they're still not good um they're only up two points on carolina but carolina has four games in hand has i don't think carolina's had their their break yet no they haven't um so are we still expecting uh washington to be the runaway favorite for the one seed yeah and probably the president's um, yeah, uh, it's either going to be Washington or Minnesota. Right. Um, I think the experience for Washington will probably give them the edge in that. Uh, I, I would like to say that, but it doesn't give them the edge when they get to the playoffs. Right. But as we've addressed, I think that's going to change this year too, so. Right. Um, other than that, it's, uh, Montreal is stalling. They're in a tailspin right now. Yeah. Um, they're going to wind up either the third seed in the Atlantic or in a wild card by the time it's all said and done, I think. Right now, uh, Ottawa's only two points back. Right. And this is a Montreal team that started out as hot as could be. Two points back with two games in hand, too. Right. It, they're not, you know, they're not a bad team. They're actually a very good team. Um, Boston's only four points back. It's it's uh, Which is amazing after firing their coach. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, honestly. I cannot tell you why, but it might work for him. We could speculate wildly if you'd like. Let's do. All right, uh, maybe he was uh, drop-kicking kittens across the locker room. That's a distinct possibility. Um, maybe he was shaving players' heads while they were sleeping. Well, that's just funny. I don't know why you'd fire someone for that. Maybe he was shaving ownership's heads while they were sleeping. Most ownership-type people are bald, I think. <laughs> Um, maybe he was kicking fans in the groin as they walked out of the stadium. They were Boston fans, though. <laughs> um, Don't kick people in the groin. It's not funny. There, the disclaimer's up. Good work, Tom. Unless you're practicing Krav Maga. No. No, then you're supposed to. The teacher but, will tell you to. Actually, they'll tell you to kick them in the chin through their <laughs> groin, is what they'll tell you. If you're practicing Krav Maga, I don't know that anyone actually is. All those Krav Magaists. Where are they? Show <laughs> at, them to me. At the Krav Maga studio, obviously. <laughs> Practicing their Krav Maga. Where is this? Krav Maga, anyways. <clears throat> you guys don't have any around here? I don't know. I passed at I least three don't... just on my way to work, between home and work in Phoenix. <laughs> you guys are weird out there. I guess there's just a lot more need for groin kicking. I, I don't know. I'm trying to envision a scenario in which I would need to kick someone in the groin more than I currently do. <laughs> and I just can't can't think of one think harder anyway you got a more wild speculation as to why they fired um, Julian, who by the way was then hired by montreal nope i figured it out he just kept showing cat memes non-stop yeah that'll do it but the thing was he was misusing them he, he <laughs> right. wasn't using the memes correctly and that's what that's what got him fired we're like listen we're okay with the memes if you follow them along you put up a confession bear with a life pro tip that's not what that's for you put the, you put the actual advice mallard if you want the life pro tip. The he's, confession bear is for confessions. He's posted. Oh he's, my gosh. He's posted Monday memes on Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even the right day of the week. What are you doing? I do hate monthers. <laughs> oh, man. 
No, I think, I think that's all. I think that's what it was. We figured it out incorrectly using memes. Well, that, that it, should get anyone fired. That should. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really should. All right. My voice is fading fast, so we need to keep moving. All right. The West in hockey. Uh, uh, not a lot to say. It's less of a mess than the East. Um, again, there are fewer teams for them to... Uh, jostle around but they have more teams who are out of it they do uh gosh arizona and in colorado what are you doing i'd say dallas you could probably put them in there too i understand dallas they, is nine points better than arizona but arizona has three games in hand and dallas isn't going to turn around they can still squeak in though i mean they're only six points out i doubt they will but you know six points is Right now, it's not a lot to make up, but in three or four games, it's going to be a big hole. Right. So uh, they got to start yeah. now. Yeah. We have a trade deadline coming up this week too. Yeah. Um. Uh. We'll do our best to cover that on the uh, on the Facebook. And uh, I don't think there's going to be very many moves. There will be a few. You um, might see Vancouver, L.A. try to add something to make that final push. Well, I I can almost guarantee that the Devils are going um, to sell. Yeah. So uh, expect guys like P.A. Parento, maybe Mike Camilleri. I expect them to be moved. Uh, smaller pieces like uh, Smith Pelly, you know, third and fourth liners. We've already dealt Sergey Kalinin away. Right. And Vern. And Vern Fiddler. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. Um, yeah, I I think there will be there will be some rentals going out. Yeah. Um, I think Florida is going to be aggressive buying. To try to, to try to jump up ahead of Toronto. Uh, Philly's probably selling at this point. Tampa's probably selling at this point. Um, well, Tampa better get on trading Ben Bishop or they're going to get nothing for him. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, Dallas is probably selling. Arizona has a couple movable pieces. Who do you think Dallas will sell? Patrick Eves. You think so? Yep. Uh, Patrick Eves, possibly Patrick Sharp, but I wouldn't count on it. He seems happy there, and he may have some partial no trade. Right. I don't know exactly what it was. Johnny O'Dea could go. Uh, you know, I think he's he's a a serviceable balloon liner. I think you'd be smart to keep him. I kind of agree, but uh, he's getting up there a little bit, and Dallas has so many young defensemen that they keep wanting to put in. Plus, O'Dea missed some time earlier in the year with injuries, so they're probably ready to move on from him regardless. I don't know. I think you you can't just go with young guys on defense. You can't just plop them in there and hope they work out. Um a, a defenseman has to be the smartest player on the ice. Right, but if they're folding for the rest of the year, I think you can do that and then be aggressive in free agency once you move the money that you're giving Oduya. I don't know. I, th- I think Oduya's got two or three years in him where he can be that veteran presence and sort of mentor these young kids in. Yeah. I think that, honestly, I don't think you want your oldest defenseman to be your best defenseman. Well, he's not. He's not even close to being the best defenseman. I know, but if if they if they keep him around, you know, if they don't target players in free agency, keep him around, then you know you've got these younger, more talented players learning how to play smart. Because a a, a player of a lower skill level, not to say that Johnny Oduya is you know a bad hockey player, um, but he's you know he's not you know top elite you know number one player in the league. No. Um, learning to play defense from him. It would be better than learning to play defense from, say, Eric Carlson or something like that, where he has to play the game smarter because he knows that there are more players out there that can beat him. Yeah. So his positioning has to be better. You know, he has to make smarter decisions with the puck 
Um, that's the kind of guy I think that you want to teach your younger defensemen. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love it if he stayed, um, but just the way that Jim Nill's been doing this, I don't see it happening. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll bring you that uh, all that trade deadline news. Who do you think some of these uh, top tier teams should go after to kind of bolster? Oh boy! Um, I know you said last week you thought that uh, Pittsburgh ought to go after Lovejoy. They, I mean, if if they're looking to add a defenseman, there's no sense in them not bringing back a guy who already knows the system. Um, although I, I, I think Kyle Quincy is more likely to be traded than than Ben Lovejoy because Quincy's on a one year deal. Yeah. Um, teams hungry for defense. Uh, one place they should look is to Arizona uh, for Alex Goligoski. Yeah, um, they're going nowhere, and he signed that deal uh, this past off season. Um, I think he'd be a fine target for a team like Pittsburgh, or uh, maybe even a team trying to you know climb back in. Boston could probably use another D man back there. Yeah, I mean uh, they're not terrible on defense this year. However, you know Zdeno Chara is ancient. Yeah, um, and look, it it never hurts to add defense. Right, right. Uh, I, I just think Goligoski would be an interesting name. Not that I've heard anything about him moving. I haven't really heard a lot of rumors at all. No, honestly, I, I, I expect everybody them thinks to, it's going to be quiet. I expect them to sort of whip up over over the uh, next couple of days and maybe into the weekend. Um, there will be the usual amount of of trades of the you know lower tier, you know, third pairing defensemen, fourth liners, third liners, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, minor leaguers <coughs> but there won't be a lot of shocking star players that get traded yeah um so staying with the theme uh we can move into the nba and talk about their trade deadline yeah it's coming what is it uh the next week 20th, after the, no it's the 23rd is it yeah oh i thought it was after for some reason because uh, they started their season afterwards didn't they uh, after the nhl i don't know possibly um so you got the teams at the top Golden State's not going to move anybody. No, I don't think they're um, going to. They're they're not going to bring anybody in either. San Antonio, they're a team that makes like minor moves, bottom of the roster turnover. Houston, I don't think there's anyone out there that makes them immediately better without having to you know give up a lot. Well, yeah, the thing is, with the limited space on an NBA roster, adding a big name player is a lot more difficult through trades. Yeah. Um, you know, you, if you want to add a big player without giving up a big player, you got to give them three or four bench players. Yeah. Um, so, that I mean, that's really it for the top teams out west. Uh, in the east, Cleveland's likely to make a move, uh, but it seems it will not be Carmelo Anthony. No, you don't think so? No. Um, there are reports saying uh, from, you know, just even a few minutes ago, uh, the Clippers, Cavs, and Bulls, teams that, you know, have been sniffing around, um, None of them have the assets to make it worth New York's while. And even beyond that, um, Melo, at this point, I think he's just sticking it to Jackson. Yeah, and I don't I don't really like that. I, th- I think you need to, one of them needs to move on. Yeah. And the most likely option for, for uh, moving on is Carmelo. I expect that uh, he, pr- he won't get traded here during the season. I would not be shocked if they traded him away in the off season. Yeah, I think something's much more likely to be done in the off season than it is uh, during the regular season. Um, it's it's too difficult to get one of those deals done, uh, you know, while you're trying to run a team and win games and everything. Um, they don't seem to be trying very hard to win games. Right. Um, up towards the top of the East, uh, the Wizards are a team that could look to make a move. 
uh, to bolster some things, uh, possibly looking at Nets forward Bojan uh, Bogdanovich. Um, Bogdanovich is averaging 14.2 points per game, about three and a half rebounds per game this year uh, for New Jersey. I think he'd be a pretty good addition. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. God, who cares? Who cares? Uh, uh, the people of New Jersey care. They they would like to have more than just the one sports team. Right. Um, the Wizards have won 18 out of 21. They're closing in on the uh, Celts and Cavs. Um, the Cavs have Kevin Love out for a little while. Yeah, that's uh, that'll hurt them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I think if the Wizards can pull this off and not give up too terribly much, uh, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Um you think they can make a, a push for the top of the conference? Uh, maybe not the one seed. Cause, uh, Cleveland's not going to. I know they're having their struggles. I don't think Cleveland's going to give it up. They're only five games back. I, I mean, it's Cleveland's not going to continue like this. They're just not. When you got Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, it's just not going to happen. Um, does seem out west there's going to be a bit of a bidding war by some of the lower-level teams, the Clippers and Thunder. Um, Nuggets forward Wilson Chandler. Uh, averaging 15.5 points, six, uh, almost seven rebounds per game for the Nuggets. Uh, looks like the Clippers and Thunders could be going after it hard trying to get him. The Thunders? The Thunders, yep. Just like the Heats and the Magics. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another potential landing spot for him is out in Indiana uh, where the Pacers are looking for a little bit more help for Paul George. Um, it, Jeff Teague, he's, I don't know, he's solid. But he's not performing up to the level that they want him to and that they need him to. Right. It's really just uh, George and Miles Turner out there right now. So the Pacers could trade a pick to bring in Chandler, maybe deal a first rounder. I think it's worth it. So you think they'll make any noise? Um, no, not. I don't know. I mean, they'll they'll make they'll make the playoffs. Um, you know, how far they go depends on who they match up with in the first round. You know. And uh, the one name that gets mentioned with everyone, uh, Jalil Okafor, uh, somehow has not been traded uh, from the 76ers. Um, you know, it's nice to see that they're not as terribly awful, bad, horrible as they were last year. Right. Um, Although that was fu- that was a fun game to play. Uh, would the 76ers lose more games than the Warriors won? That was, yeah. I was like that Twitter, did the Sixers win? No. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, there was that... Uh, that website did Scott Gomez score? Yes, the greatest website of all time. Well, second greatest behind uh, avagoda.com. Yeah. Uh, which sadly now, you know. Well, uh, both both of those websites are gone now. <coughs> the avagoda one is still there. Is it? It is. Oh. It just sadly says, yes, he's dead. Oh. It is depressing, as you might imagine. Um, <clears throat> so the All-Star game was uh, this past weekend last night. Yeah, and the West beat the East one ninety two to one eighty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It seems like a lot of points. It does. That's <laughs> I'm just right. running that through in my head. I'm like, wow, that is a lot of points. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how that happens in yeah. in, in the basketball All Star game because I don't know. It seems like I think it's because nobody cares about defending at all. No, it's just not a, even a little bit. So like they'll just like walk alongside chatting with their like, hey, oh, are you, you going to dunk it? Oh, how are you going to do it? Like as they're walking up the court but that's what they have the slam dunk contest for you'd think that wouldn't you but uh, i heard it was very boring this year oh what everybody clap your hands on a second no oh sorry i have not really um i've not really been doing a lot of sporting because 
My boys did everything. I've been trying to rest. The Kings, uh, as of 12 a.m., traded DeMarcus Cousins to the Pelicans for Buddy Heald and several draft picks. Several? Several. I don't know what several is, but um, DeMarcus Cousins has been traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. I think by law, several has to mean three or more. You know, I think Because that's... otherwise it's just a couple. Right. Um, Report, the Kings are also ready to trade Darren Collison, Aaron Afflo, Afflo, why are these names? Afflo, Aaron Afflo. A-F-F-L-A-L-O. Aaron Afflo. Afflo. And Ben McLemore. 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 Okay. All right. So the trade of Cousins to New Orleans puts him along Anthony Dav- puts him alongside Anthony Davis, who just set an all-star game record with 52 points in an MVP performance last night. Now, the Pelicans are not good this year, and I don't think this brings them into the playoffs somehow. No, but it's well, a big... if he can somehow put up 50 points every night in regular games, then maybe. Right. But uh, I, don't th- I don't see that happening. Right. Um, but to your point about there not being any defense in these games, that is true. So the Greek freak had a breakaway for a dunk, and Steph Curry legit just laid down on the court to avoid being posterized. <laughs> It's like I'm getting out of the picture. Yep. Oh, jeez. He wanted nothing to do with that. <laughs> so, uh, other like I said, not even pretending to try. No. Like just lay down. I can understand like putting up the motions. Like um, <coughs> I'm blocking you. Look at me. My nope. hands are above my shoulders. Nope. Nope. Just lay hey. down. It was amazing. Um. So uh, the Greek freak at thirty and six. Uh, LeBron James put up 23 in about 19 minutes. Kyrie Irving had 22 points, 14 assists. Um, Isaiah Thomas put in 20. Not that Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Carmelo, who is a last-minute addition, put up 10 points in 19 minutes for the East. And, That's uh, it? That's all? No he... wonder they lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over in the West, uh, Kevin Durant had a triple-double, 21-10-10. and 10. Uh, Anthony Davis had the 52-10. and 10. Steph Curry put up 21. Russell Westbrook put up 41. Yeah. Mark Gasol had a double-double with 10 and 10. Um, if anybody had even one block, they should have been the MVP. Of the and game. DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins only played 227, scored three points, and had a steal. There you go. That's defensive. Well, yeah, at least, at least a steal. They're, no, there's steals all over the place in these games because these guys try these ridiculous passes because they're just showboating. Yeah. Um, so everybody was wondering how awkward things were going to be between uh, Westbrook and Durant. <coughs> were they extremely awkward? Um, I don't know about any of the locker room stuff or any of the practice stuff or anything, but they did have a nice give-and-go for a dunk during the game, and Westbrook wasn't shy about passing to Durant or vice versa. So, uh, you know, who knows what that means for them and well, whether I think or not that relationship that... gets repaired or if it was just a business thing. I feel like it was probably a business thing. I mean... These players, they're they're all friends off the court with each other. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what team you play for. You always see them, you know, friendly with each other. And I think that's actually part of what makes the NBA interesting is that is that um, none of the players really seem to hate any of the other players. There's not really a, you know, a villain type role in the NBA, um, you know, from within the NBA. I know, you know, fans will tell you differently. Right. You know the the top player on their rival team is he's the bad guy in the NBA but no I think that uh the NBA there's a lot of camaraderie yeah and oh, that's yeah. that's what makes it interesting and fun to watch because you get these guys going up against each other and it's all business on the court but then you know off the court they're laughing and having a good time 
Um, so I did misspeak when I said the Pel- this move won't vault the Pelicans into a, a playoff spot. Um, I had a quick misread when I glanced at the standings before saying that. I thought that the eight seed um, was Oklahoma City at 32 and 25. It's actually Denver at 25 and 31. Uh, New Orleans is 23 and 34. So there is actually a pretty good shot that this move does vault them into that eight seed. Ah, and um, it might. It also might implode. Yeah. Well, I think the Kings are they're shutting it down. Um, they might trade away a bunch of players. This next draft is loaded. Yeah, that's if yeah, they that's can drop far enough in the standings, get some good high high picks. Are you suggesting that a team would knowingly tank? I'm, that could never happen. Literally never. Here's the thing: I don't believe that tanking exists the way that people think it does. I think that if a team knows that they're not going to win the thing. Why shouldn't they give themselves the best chance possible to win it next year? Here's the thing. You're never going to convince players to go out there and no, tank. I, I think right. it happens absolutely at a managerial and ownership level. But they can't even control it that level. much. Yeah. They could be trying their best. They could trade away all their star players, and then this ragtag group of nobodies <laughs> gets them into the playoffs at an eight seed. <laughs> Ruining their plans. Yeah. So. And the players love that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not going to tell these players, lose and this game. They're just, they're not going to no. do it. And here's no, the like thing. I said, I if it... ownership ever did, players would blow the whistle like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be all over that. <coughs> yeah. Um, I think, though. They'd be on the Twitter in seconds. On, on the managerial level, if you know you're not going anywhere, if you're going to, you know, miss the playoffs or be a low seed and have no shot at, at, at going to the championship because you have to play the Warriors in the first round then you might consider dealing away all your players for, for draft picks when there's a, a, a stacked draft coming up, and then that ensures that you'll probably be better next year. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. <clears throat> I think it depends on where you are, what you have. Um, well, and it, it depends on your coach has to be the guy who holds the team together, I think. Well, unfortunately, coaches are so interchangeable in the NBA. <clears throat> I think you gotta you gotta get a guy who who can make the players want to play for your your system. You know, I mean, I, with, with coaches in the NBA, I look at it this way: last year, uh, well, it's still this year, Coach Pop for the Spurs was the longest tenured, having been there since 1997. Second longest tenured, Eric Spoelstra, the Heat, had been there since 06. Third longest was only on his was only on his third year with his current team. Yeah, and that, it's the same story in. In many sports where, you know, you think of a coach as expendable. Yeah. When really, look at it this way. If you can find a guy like Greg Popovich or Bill Belichick. You know who you know who found Greg Popovich? Who's that? Greg Popovich. Yeah? He was a GM, fired the coach, installed himself as the coach, and never turned back. Well, there you go. Um, that doesn't always work out, though. No, God, no. Jerry Jones. Firing a GM and installing himself, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you find a good coach and you stick with him. Look at how long <coughs> the Steelers stuck with Bill Cowher through some very mediocre teams. Yeah. Um, but you always knew that it would get better. You find a guy who has the ability, you stick with him. If you've got a few bad seasons, so be it. But you got to make sure not to stick with them too long, or you have the 2005 Green Bay Packers. Well, yeah. where everything just fell out from under Mike Sherman. Well, I, I don't know that that was entirely his fault. Uh, sure, it was. He was the GM and coach. I mean, it, yes, it was his fault that he didn't fire himself. But I, I don't know that it was completely his 
fault from the coaching side of things. Well, he, he didn't bring in the right players to fit in his own system. How do you not bring in the right players to fit in your own then, system? Then he should have said, as the coach, he should have gone to ownership and said, hey, get this guy out of here. Uh, at, at a certain point, you have to realize that you have to step down from something. Right, right. No, they're, uh, no loyalty to your coach is good if... If it's working out, you don't want a guy who's you know consistently in in the NBA consistently finishing eight games under five hundred. No, but I, a lot of these teams will fire a guy for you know not finishing in the top three. That's because a lot of these teams aren't San Antonio, Golden State, Cleveland, who are always going to finish in the top three. I, I know, but you're looking for the guy that's going to let you finish in the top three, like they did. It's going to take more than two years to do that. Right. You know, you have to stick with a guy, I think, for at least five years. Yeah. Now, don't get to where you're Jeff Fishering and, and letting the guy lose season after season or, you know, at best go nine and seven. Um, if you do that for too long, then you're going to end up having to move to L.A. and nobody wants that. Right. Well, except the Rams and the Chargers and the Raiders and the NFL as a whole. No, I mean, like, nobody who's not a team. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so we've covered baseball, we've covered hockey, we've covered basketball. What's next, Tom? Well, we can take a look at some football-type news. Oh, boy. There was one interesting thing that I saw. Um, you know how ratings were down all season in the NFL? Yes. A record 203 million Americans watched NFL games last season. Boom. But because you've got a Thursday night game, a, a Sunday uh, afternoon, a Sunday early evening, a Sunday night, a Monday night, sometimes two Monday night games, Saturday games. You've got eight or nine broadcasts each week. So yeah, you're going to find your favorite team and you're going to watch them. But that's it. You're not going to watch the Monday night football game if your team's not in it. You're not going to watch, thir- nobody's going to watch Thursday regardless if their team is in it. Um, well, it just doesn't work. Well, and here's an, here's another issue that they have with the ratings. You know, oh, only so many so many people watch this particular night. Well, number one, we don't ever actually know. Number two, so many people have cut the cord as far as cable goes in the past three years that it is going to be a decline no matter what. Here's things that they can't track. People who are watching illegally online don't do that. Um, they don't know the exact numbers of the people that go up to Sean's to watch Thursday night football every week. Right. They don't know how many people I have over at my house to watch Sunday night football. You so well this is probably 9 years ago now, 8 9 years ago now. Um uh, I used to live uh I used to live in an apartment me and my wife and my oldest son um and every Sunday night during football season, Tom my buddies Josh, Patrick, if Victor was in town, he'd be there. David came over a few times. We would all get together and watch whatever the Sunday night football game was. It didn't matter. We would just sit around, have a good time, watch the game. Barely watch the game. <laughs> but yeah, but still, the NFL didn't know that I had seven people in my house watching that football game. They thought yeah. it was just me. And I didn't report to anybody that you guys were there. So that's six numbers and their statistics that they don't have. That happens all the time. Yeah, but I mean, I it like these numbers are meaningless. I mean, when they're trending downwards, it means that fewer TVs are are tuned to these things, you know, and and that's really what they want. I but know, it, I know, they say they want to get people going to the games, but then they uh, contradict themselves by raising ticket prices and having honestly to take a family to a sports game is outrageous these days. Oh, dude, I only the only thing that I do with my family as a whole is baseball. And the occasional basketball game. 
like basketball when the Pistons are bad, you could get tickets for like six bucks. Yeah. So that I'm spending thirty bucks on tickets to take my family, and then my kids will get a large popcorn to share. You know, they'll get a large uh, lemonade to share, and my wife and I'll share. You know, a pop and and whatever else, and that's how we do that at baseball. You know, I mean, you can get two dollar tickets if yeah. you play your cards right. Go on a Tuesday afternoon. You know, but yeah, that's the only way. NFL? No, I take one of my children at a time. Yeah, that's you, it. You cannot take a family of five to a football game. Two Browns tickets. The Browns, the one in fifteen Browns. Two tickets to see the Browns cost me twice as much as it took me as it spent as I spent to take my family of five to a Pistons Spurs game last year. And the Spurs are a good team. Yeah, you'd think that would drive the price upwards a little bit. Yep. But yeah, so it, it costs twice as much to just take my one son to a Browns game. Yeah, so. it's 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 ridiculous. Hey, NFL, you're going to get more games sold out. You're going to get above that 85% that you have for the blackout ratings. Um, well, they don't even do that anymore. Yeah, see, they gave they gave up on that. They're not they know they're not going to fill the stadiums, but they're not going to do anything to fill the stadiums. Right. No, I mean like <clears throat> so the Chargers have the most expensive ticket this year, but that's because they can only seat 26,000 people where they're playing. Right. And the Chargers are not worth that. No. No, they're not. Like, um, and they're already going to be in a place where there's cheaper football. Right. Hell, go see a USC game for cheaper. Uh, probably not. You don't think a, a stadium with three times as many people? Probably not. Would be cheaper? Nope. Hmm. I really do not. I think it's probably more expensive to go to a USC game. You probably get a better product though. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although I will not, I'm not one of those people that thinks that a college team could beat an NFL team. No. But you'd be able to see a college team playing other college teams of equal or lesser skill and maybe winning a couple of games. Yeah. I I don't know. I, why, why is there football in L.A. again? Oh, I have no idea. Why is there two footballs in L.A.? Yeah. I think the Raiders should just move down there, too. Let's just do it. Everybody. No. No, no, no. Are you sure? We need four more teams in New York too. The only way, the only way football in Los Angeles is acceptable is if the Rams go back to the the yellow and blue instead of the gold and navy. Also acceptable would be the uh, the white and blue. That would also be acceptable. Which they came so close to pulling off on their on their uh, um, color rush uniforms last year. They changed the horns to white, but they kept the gold trim and ruined it. Yeah, yeah, they did. Absolutely ruined it. Oh, uh, so I, I don't know if we mentioned on the show that the Lions are getting new uniforms this year. Uh, I know we I know we posted on the Facebook about yeah. it, um, and all all they did was take the black piping off of the logo and replace it with silver piping, which I like because I hated when they added the black in the first place. They just did it to be quote unquote edgy. Um, I don't think it really. I mean, it was edgy in a sense that you could now clearly see the edges of the logo. Um, Right, but no, it it their logo doesn't need to be edgy or or aggressive or anything. You know, these are not words that you apply to a decal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I'm excited to see what their color rush uniforms are going to be. <coughs> uh, I hope they get some home ones. Although, go I'm, with the all blue. Although I'm confused. Silver numbers. I'm confused as to how they can have color rush uni- uniforms before they decide what the color rush games are going to be this year. Because what if they come out with blue ones and get matched up against, like, Seattle. No one's going to want to see that. Well, look, here's the deal. I, I, I think they probably design a, a home in an away. 
Actually, a silver one would be pretty badass. Yeah. Silver one with Honolulu blue numbers. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I just What they need to do is never, ever, ever again do those black uniforms. No, those are terrible. With the Honolulu blue no, numbers. I Don't do that. Hated those. Send those to heck. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, going to hell, Stanley. H-E-L-L double hockey sticks. <laughs> That's a lot of L's. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's what that's when uh, Michael was being Jesus at the Christmas party. Oh no, it was some other guy. That was Jesus, hurt, petulant Jesus. <laughs> um, so Tony Romo looks like he's getting released and not traded. They could have gotten some draft picks for him, but I I think either trading him or releasing him, neither one was a necessarily a bad move. I can't say that one is better than the other. I mean, you got to move does, on and make a Dax team. Yeah. It does suck that they're not getting any... Re- well, I mean, it sucks for them. It doesn't suck for a whole lot of people who don't like the Cowboys. Um, but it does suck for the Cowboys that they're not getting any return for, for Tony Romo. Right. Um, but honestly, I think that it's actually uh, classier to release a guy than to trade him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you basically... You're giving him the option. Yeah. You're giving him the ability to choose where he goes, you know, outright, um, rather than making a deal with with whatever team is willing to give you enough for him yeah and it's it's a nice way to say you know thank you for 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 what you've done thank you for being a friend yeah get to go around music. the world and back again <laughs> um you you say thank you and there's you know there's nothing attached to that thank you yeah you're not saying thank you uh for for your time with us and for these draft picks that you got us yeah um, it does seem like there's going to be a little wink nod, don't go to Washington between him and the Cowboys, which is illegal under the collective bargaining agreement, but it's understandable. Yeah, look, I I got to think that Tony Romo probably wouldn't want to go to Washington anyway. Yeah, but if Washington threw him Kirk Cousins type money, if Cousins winds up, you know, refusing to sign. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be knows. interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the favorites right now to land Romo are the Broncos, the Jets, the Bears, the 49ers. Any dark horse teams you think might be in the mix? You said the Broncos, the Bears, the Jets, and the 49ers? Yeah. Uh, the Browns might make a play. I doubt it, though. Yeah. I think they're committed to screwing things up through the draft. Um, Jeez. Uh, I think uh, the Rams, if they want to get a little bit of win now going while, uh, while their terrible young quarterbacks develop into terrible... Not young quarterbacks. Uh, I you know I thought about them a little bit too. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to go with Jared Goff. Um, I do. I actually have three dark horse teams that already quote unquote have a quarterback. Yeah. Um, one Houston. Right. <coughs> um, I know they uh, they have taken shots at Brock Osweiler saying that their quarterback play needs to be better. Right. Well, it seems like it's going to be an open competition between him and Savage next year. Um, so why not throw Romo well, in uh, there and see what goes on. Um, that that'll be. I I don't want to say interesting. It'll be horrifying. Right. It'll be like a train wreck in that you cannot look away from it. Right. Uh, number two, the Minnesota Vikings. Even though they have Sam Bradford. Yeah, and Bradford was not bad last year. Well, he needs to improve on the you know passing yeah. it more than five yards down the field. Right. But he can't. He's never been accurate downfield. It's just, it's just not going to happen. So why not bring in someone who can? Um. And this all is depending on how much longer it's going to take for, for Bridgewater to come back, if he even can come back. Right. Uh, although, I mean, they have said that Bradford, it is Bradford's job. 
that if he's gonna if if Bridgewater is gonna be the starter, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to take it back. Just blow Bradford out of the water. Which or if, Bradford's gonna have to struggle greatly. If Bridgewater would will come back and he'll if he comes back um at the level that he was at before the injury, he should have no problem taking the job back from Sam Bradford. I would think so too. Um, but I, I don't know. I honestly, I feel like he's probably not going to play football again. Yeah, I don't which, think, it, which is sad. Yeah, I don't think it would be a bad move for Minnesota to go after Romo. Um, I think it would. I think it would maybe put them up to a level where they could contend with uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Uh, and not have the late season collapse like they had this year. You know, yeah, starting I mean, six and zero, and then well, ending eight and eight. You start six and zero um, on the strength of your defense, and a defense cannot carry the entire team for the entire season. Well, and as soon as they got behind, they were done for. Yeah. in any game. So you know, Romo solves a lot of that. Um, and the final team. Uh, what do you think about the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you think he's an improvement over Alex Smith? Uh I think that. He's at least as good as Alex Smith. I, I think that... Smith also has trouble throwing accurately downfield. Well, I don't know that they... With the speed of Tyreek Hill, you don't really need to throw it that far downfield. Tyreek Hill will make people miss. Yeah. Um, but that being your only option for long plays is kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Kansas City would need to focus more on on improving their run game than improving their pass game. Well, if their top three running backs hadn't been injured, right? And well, that's that's they. I don't know. I I I think that's that's something that might be a problem more than with the running backs themselves. Might be a problem with how they're practicing and how they're how they're uh, being told to play. That's that's doing more damage. Uh, possibly training issues. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think that you know because they seem to have running back issues every year yeah every year someone's getting injured mostly jamal charles right um yeah they they definitely need to address that and you know i've actually seen some mock drafts where they do take a uh, a running back um which there are plenty out there this year i think yeah uh, it's, looking uh, deep into it um hopefully so one of them's left by the time green bay picks it's a much better uh much better running draft class running back draft class than it is quarterbacks yeah oh yeah um uh I, I think Romo makes them a Super Bowl contender. They're already sort of a contender. I don't think that they um, are with Alex Smith. I think they're a one and done every year. With a healthy team, they can contend. Can they keep a healthy team going into the playoffs is the is the main issue that's that's played them. I think uh Romo does make up for some of what they lose with, with uh subpar running backs. Um but I don't know that it that he makes up for all of it. Yeah, I, I think if you get a team that that's especially good at, at stopping the pass game, they're going to have trouble whether it's Alex Smith or Tony Romo or or whoever. Right. But Romo can make a lot of throws that Smith can't. So well, right. used to be able to. I don't know. He hasn't played in right. Right. Although in the in the limited action he had against Philly this year, he drove him right down the field and threw the touchdown pass. So yeah, it's obviously still there to some degree. You just you need more time to see you know to what extent he's going to be able to make those throws and, and like that protect him better. Yeah, I but. don't understand how the best offensive line in football could not protect Tony Romo well enough that he doesn't break his spine every year. Because they're the best uh, run-blocking line in the NFL. They're not that great at pass-blocking. Dak didn't get sacked as much because he's more mobile than Romo. And about 20 years younger. Yeah. If you look at the best pass-blocking units in the league, it was Green Bay, Tennessee, and Chicago after Jay Cutler went out of the lineup. Interesting. 
Oh. Pittsburgh wasn't bad either. Yeah. Roethlisberger well, got sacked a, a lot fewer times than uh, than he has in yeah. previous years. But that, that also owes to uh, he's been getting rid of the ball quickly. He's not been, you know, standing in the pocket, running around, trying to make the, the Ben Roethlisberger play. Um, and that's why I think he's got a couple more years in him. I don't think he's going to retire. Uh, if he was going to retire, I think we already would have heard it. Yeah. Um, he'll be back. Uh, I think they need to address it in this draft, though. They need to get get a quarterback mid to late rounds in this draft, and then maybe next year if if there's no one this year, which I don't know that there is anyone this year. I actually think it would be ingenious of them to take one of the top quarterbacks if he slides, like Green Bay did with Aaron Rodgers, or even if, let's say, because what, they're picking at 28, something like that? 20... I thought it was 29. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're at 29. Green Bay, I think, is at 30. No, uh, Green f- Bay is 28, I think. No, they'd have to be 29 and 30, because 31 and 32 is the Super Bowl winners. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so you yeah, guys I think are, it's 29 yeah. So if, say, Deshaun Kaiser hasn't gone by 25, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm looking at putting a package together to move up four or five spots to get my quarterback of the future. Yeah, um, and Kaiser's going to take a couple years before he's ready. Anyway, right. all I think all of the quarterbacks in this draft are are going to need at least one year to sit. Yep, but you know somebody's going to start not, one right yeah. away. Look at you, San Francisco. So, which actually, San Francisco looks like uh, Kyle Shanahan wants to bring Matt Schaub from Atlanta with him. And it's not a bad idea. No, it's not. I would I would draft Trubisky uh, and start Schaub for the first year and yeah. let let Trubisky sit. And you're not going to be good. We already know it. Yeah, so I I think Schaub could get them to six wins. I think so. I think he I think he's a six win quarterback in in San Fran. Yeah, I don't know. The rest of that team just does not impress me that much. To think they're anything more than three or four. Well, the the thing is, they played that entire season with backup quarterbacks. Right. Well, that's what Schaub is. I mean, Schaub has the capability to be a starter, though. I think. I know the older backup quarterbacks are a lot different than the younger ones. I know, but but the the thing is. <coughs> Is Trubisky going to be able to run the same type of offense that Schaub does? Probably. <coughs> I would think so. Um, and are they going to stick with the the run and gun offense that they have? Oh no, no. Shanahan's gonna he's gonna have some different he's gonna have something different in there. I mean, Atlanta they had a good mix of run in there with their passing, so I wouldn't expect uh, I wouldn't expect to just be throwing it all over the place. Um, I think they're they're gonna use those backs. They're gonna use Carlos Hyde and. Um, I'm um, blanking on the other guy's name. Um, oh yeah, jeez, who is it? Anyway, the, but they'll get them in and they'll start using them a lot more um, than they were used this past year, I think. Um, so we'll get a we'll get to we'll get a good look at Trubisky. Um, you know, obviously just by viewing tape and the scouting combine coming up February 28th through uh, uh, what is it like March 5th or 6th or something? Uh, that's sixth. February 28th through March 6th, scouting combine over in Indianapolis. I might pay attention to it this year. Um, we do have a friend that lives in India, and we've always talked about going since they uh, started opening it to the public. Not that I think it's going to be all that exciting, but, you know. Something to do if it's not expensive. A bunch of NFL coaches and executives and all these future stars there. Nice to see them. And actually, what? my buddy works at a coffee place not far from Lucas Oil, and he has served coffee to quite a few NFL head coaches. Uh, he met John gotta, Fox I, one year. I got to imagine at least a few of them will stay in that hotel. Yeah, they do. Uh, they, yeah, they definitely do. Although he's not at that location anymore, so I don't know how many he's going to see this year. Yeah, but uh, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Do they do they make you know any sort of like literature available? Uh, you know, stats on these kids or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they'll get it so, all out there. So like, I could go and and get and get that and sort of do my own scouting. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, and I mean, like, they may not make it available there, but like this, you know, this, there's a scouting combine website. The NFL right. website has all that stuff that you can print out and take with you. So, yeah. all right. Well, uh, my voice is finally done for. Um, so unless you have anything you want to ramble on by yourself about, um, uh, I think we're gonna see. we're gonna move into the last segment of the show, which uh, we're gonna induct someone into the ballpark uh, the ballpark basement of fame today, uh, which we didn't really prepare for because we didn't prepare for the show much at all. So Tom, if you've got anyone that you would like to induct, um, now is the time. Now is the time. Like right now, yeah, and we don't need to do like a big winded, you know. This is why, and I, I think uh, if you got someone whose stats speak for themselves, go for it. Oh, yeah. anyone in the long line of of Steelers centers, let's go with Dermonte Dawson. That's a good one. I like it. I mean, the Steelers have been lucky to have had honestly Hall of Fame level centering for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he. I do remember. Tom was obsessed with Dermonte Dawson as a kid, and I thought it was weird that he was obsessed with an offensive lineman when everyone else was all about quarterbacks and receivers. And you know, we grew up we grew up in the era of Favre and Aikman and Young and Emmett Smith and you know uh, Jerry Rice and all that. And Tom just loved him some Dermonte Dawson. I I don't know. I, I always loved the the battles in the trenches. You know, that's I mean, that's on it. That's where the games are won and lost. That is what they say, and I say it too. I'm a lean, mean, cliche spitting machine. Good work. Uh, well, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. I'm going to stay in football and go with a defensive lineman. All right. I'm going to go. We're going to put Reggie White in there. All right. I can. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the stats are all there. Led the league in sacks uh, all time until Bruce Smith hung on way too long <laughs> and got two in one season to break their tie. Um, That's sort of like Emmett Smith with the Cardinals. Right. Yeah. Bruce Smith played in Washington just to break the record. Um, which I have issues with. I don't like when guys hang on just for records. Uh, there, there are cases when when you can be hanging on for records and to help a team. I don't think Bruce Smith was helping them. No, I don't think Emmett Smith was helping the Cardinals. No, not at all. Um, they they were chasing numbers, which is fine. You know, it's fine if you want to get the numbers when you're playing four or five years past <coughs> when you should have retired just to get the numbers. Yeah, then it becomes an issue. Yeah, I th- I think it's it's a bit more admirable, I guess, to hold on for uh, for a championship, though. Again, if you're still contributing, like uh, Jerome Bettis, everyone thought he should have retired three years before he did, and he probably should have. But he still contributed because he was still the goal line back. Right. He I, I remember the at at one point in one of the seasons he had three touchdowns and five yards. Yeah, like you know, I'm talking like Favre coming back in 2010. He wasn't contributing to that team. He was doing nothing but hurt them. Yeah. You know? No, he shouldn't have done that. Um, and, yeah, I get he wanted one last championship, but... Realistically, he wasn't going to get it. No. But Reggie White, the sack master, Dermonte Dawson, longtime Steelers great. New inter- inductees into the uh, Ballpark Bros basement of fame. We're going to have to start unveiling both, busts soon. Both both very deserving. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Tom, you did the intros. Go ahead and do the outro if you remember what I say every week. Uh, well, uh, we talked sports at you. Uh, as always, this has been Tom, Tom, and Tom for, uh, for Ballpark Bros. We will talk sports at you next week.